Hello, Wrestling World. Welcome to the latest edition of Five Impactful Minutes at Free Admission for Real at www.freeadmissionfr.com. Also on iTunes. My name is JP Nichols. I actually was not at Impact tonight. Shocking to hear, I know. I was actually at NXT, which, after just watching Impact, I have to say, I certainly made the right decision. I don't know how well Kings of Wrestling and Seth versus Seth Rollins and CM Punk can stack up against the kind of card that Impact put on tonight, but let's get right into it and see how it compares. We opened up the show with Sting, Austin Aries, Kurt Angle, Bully Ray, Devon, AJ Styles, Mr. Anderson, Jeff Hardy, and if I'm correct, Gunner and the Robbies all hitting the ring, with Sting calling out the Aces and Eights. And crowd wanted Hogan, and James Storm was in, uh, came out to join them as well. Sting called them out, but nothing really seemed to happen for a good bit. And then two guys actually did manage to come out after Sting repeatedly, repeatedly was telling them, Oh, come on out, Aces and Eights. And then they actually managed to lay out one of them and unmask one of them to be revealed as former CZW talent C.J. O'Doyle, who actually works at Florida Indies uh, quite significantly. And he said that Sting and everyone is in for a long and painful night, and Sting took a shot at him, and then we went to a commercial. Uh, pretty, honestly, overly long opening segment. Not exactly the way that I feel that they probably should have attempted to start off the show based on the direction they were trying to push last week with having like a big brawl open up the show. And it's, I mean, it was a brawl, but wasn't exactly a very interesting one at that. But moving on, we had Brooke Tessmacher make her way to the ring and thanked Brooke Hogan for righting the wrong last week of her losing the Knockouts Championship. And she actually called out her friend and who she calls her mentor, Tara, for a match. And Taryn Terrell, the former Tiffany, was the referee. And I guess going forward, she's going to be the referee for all the Knockouts matches, which I'm not exactly sure is a good thing, considering that her refing is not exactly very good. Granted, in TNA, pretty much the majority of the referees are not so good either anyway. But moving on, this match was really, honestly, very rough, to say the least. I mean, just a lot of miscommunication from these two. These two actually had one match in December where they worked the matches if they did not want to face each other, and it was, I called it at the time, one of the worst matches I've ever seen. This wasn't that bad, but again, it was not good in the least, which is sort of surprising considering that you would think with how long these two teamed and have been involved with each other, they would actually have developed some good chemistry. But, unfortunately not, Tara managed to get the win following a superplex, and the two of them hugged after the match, and Tess Mocker was clearly not thrilled, having lost. We then had highlights of Aces and Eights beating down the Pope from the pay-per-view, and Pope is now out of the Balfour Glory series because of an injury that he sustained. We then had, because of Pope's injury, uh, Sting threw together AJ, RVD, and Robbie in a triple threat because they were all supposed to face Pope at some point and Sting banned Robbie T from ringside. And this match actually went a pretty good amount of time. It wasn't exactly particularly good though. It was AJ Styles, Robbie E, and Rob Van Dam. And there was a few like pretty cool little spots that they did. I actually, probably a spot of the whole match was actually missed during commercial break. They showed a replay of it, of uh, a very vicious looking monkey flip that Rob Van Dam managed to hit on AJ Styles. And uh, both Rob Van Dam and AJ I mean, they looked okay, but they had some really bad miscommunication towards the end, and Robbie E managed to steal the win after RVD hit the five-star frog splash on AJ Styles, and then Robbie E ran up and rolled up uh, Rob Van Dam to get the win and get seven points in the Balfour Glory series, which actually moved him out of last place due to Pope's injury. 
We then had Jeff Hardy come out and said that he, this is about recent history, not the Bound for Glory series, and calls out Robbie T, which was another pretty rough match on this particular edition of Impact, and a uh, notable uh, chant of steroids at Robbie E. Uh, Jeff Hardy actually hit a pretty uh, great-looking whisper in the wind on him, uh, and then finished him up with Twisted Fate, Swanton, 1-2-3. And that was the end of that. And then we got the big, big, big reveal of the AJ Claire Lynch saga, because for those of you who are not aware, Claire Lynch is actually done with TNA, so they actually happened to wrap up this angle on this very edition of Impact. And we had Jeremy Borash in the ring and brought AJ out, who uh, was uh, talking about how he's sorry to his friends, his fans, and most of all to his family because of this whole situation, and he wishes that the whole night that him and Claire got together did not exist whatsoever. This brought Daniels and Kazarian out, and Kazarian said a few words to AJ, calling him a selfish prick, quote-unquote. And Christopher Daniels is talking about how Claire is not here for the fact that she had some... I can't remember the exact... Oh, it was a placental abruption. And says that his fans wish her a speedy recovery. A very funny line. Uh, actually, this brought out Claire's attorney... I cannot quite remember her name, but she had a statement from Claire that said that Daniels and Kazarian approached her to frame and blackmail AJ, and she admitted to putting sedatives in AJ's drink to make him unconscious. Photos were taken to perpetuate the fraud, and Claire had agreed to contact authorities to answer for her crimes, and that he is not responsible for uh, AJ is not responsible for the pregnancy, and that she is in fact not pregnant. It's all part of the plan to harm AJ's personal, professional life, and says that AJ has always been the man that fans have always known him as, and that, I mean, as the best man, or one of the best men that she knows. The lawyer left, and Daniels and Kazarian were very confused and dumbfounded by the whole situation. AJ laid them out, and that was the big reveal for the Claire Lynch saga, so we've had a storyline that's essentially been, in essence, built up I mean, beyond Claire, this is dating back to even Daniel's feuding with AJ, like, almost a year ago, and this was the big reveal, so it's yet another one in the archives of TNA of big angles that have very lame payoffs. I was personally hoping for the likes of Jorge Estrada, D-Ray 3000, or another TNA random of the past, Triton, perhaps, to be revealed as the father, but unfortunately that did not come to fruition, and we got what we got, so... Minimum, I can say that at least that storyline is done and over with, but thank you, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, for being sensationally hilarious throughout it. We had Aces and Eights walking in the back, and Sting got bumped in between them and got in a bit of fight with them, and then Hulk Hogan showed up and laid them out and was snarling very loudly like a dog. Not even joking at all when I say that. It was very a little awkward, putting it lightly. We got highlights of Alex Silva winning Gut Check in what was probably his first televised appearance since winning the Gut Check, actually. And it was a video package, so wasn't even <laughs> he didn't even make it to Impact. And we had our Gut Check match of Chris Louie versus Gunner, which I'm not familiar with Chris Louie in the least, and I think Gunner's perfectly fine, but this match was very, very much so horrifying. Like, there was just a lot of missed stuff. Uh, there was at one point where uh, I know a few people like to talk about how the way WWE Divas run the ropes 
and whatnot. And there was some rope running in this match that would make the WWE Divas look like Masato Yoshino of Dragon Gate USA. It was pretty rough. And the match was finished by Gunner hitting an F5 on Chris Louie, which wasn't even much of a proper F5. It was like Gunner managed to spin out Chris, and he just sort of dropped him. He didn't even go down with him. So... Yeah, not exactly a good showing for Chris Louie, and really this whole gut check concept I think has been proven to be very ineffective in the way that they've built it, considering that the four winners that won have had, honestly, pretty lackluster contests. Uh, well, actually, I should say, well, it was Alex Silva, Taylor Hendricks, and Sam Shaw, so three winners that won had pretty lackluster contests where they got squashed for the most part, and then the one contest that was actually pretty even with Joey Ryan versus Austin Aries was the one where someone did not get hired, and then he's the one that's been on TV more than all of them combined, so go figure, but not exactly sure if uh, Chris Louie will get hired, but with the way that they've hired everyone else, we'll see. I mean, granted, it's proven to not be very effective for the previously mentioned three either, so... See what else Snow, Bruce Pritchard, and Taz have to say about that. We then had Mr. Anderson coming to the ring, and he managed to call out Bully Ray. And they had a pretty okay match, and this is coming from someone that I just can't really find myself enjoying any of Mr. Anderson's matches uh, nowadays. And they, they seemed to do okay, and Mr. Anderson actually won the match via mic check. About 13 minutes, probably easily best match on the show, not that that's saying much. But, I mean, it was certainly fine. Uh, I mean, I'm sort of curious over why, I mean, Mr. Anderson won, but I guess they actually do want to try and make it seem somewhat even in the Battle for Glory series. We saw, also during the match, we saw Aces and Eights brawling in the back with a few people. And uh, after the match, we had one of them come on the screen and say that they will unleash hell and see everyone very soon. And back from commercial, and we had Sting and everyone on the TNA roster essentially come out and was, was calling them out once again. And we had a huge brawl. This is the type of brawl that I thought probably should have opened the show, honestly, but it is what it is. And we had all kinds of action going across the place. I mean, backstage, uh, by the ringside, including Austin Aries hitting a pretty wonderful patented Austin Aries uh, suicide missile dive. But uh, eventually, Aces and Eights managed to get the upper hand as uh, many of the wrestlers brawled to the back. And then the majority of the Aces and Eights took advantage of Austin Aries and brought a guardrail on the ring. And they held his arm on the guardrail, and one of them grabbed a chair and hit his arm while it was across the railing. Uh, until, of all people, Bully Ray made the save, uh, swinging his chain around and grabbed the chair and attempted to throw it at... Uh, the Aces and Eights, but they had already bailed by that point to their motorcycles, and they left. And that was the end of August 23rd's Open Fight Night Impact. Honestly, flat out a very, very poor show. I really can't elaborate on that enough. Just what matches were there were not very good, uh, particularly the Louie and Gunner match and the women's match I just saw were both very, very poor. The AJ Robbie RVD triple threat was okay, but again, not really much to work with. And Anderson uh, Ray was fine, but nothing going out of your way to check. And then everything else that was on the show, I mean, particularly the big reveal for the AJ Clearland stuff was very, very lackluster, even if you had, like, no expectation for it at all. So 
would not go out of my way to recommend watching this show if you have not already. It was a very, very poor show. And I'm actually going to sign off here. And I'm probably going to come back on the audio in a few moments after I've gathered everything to discuss NXT for those of you that want to check that out. Considering it was a much, much better experience than watching this Impact was, even with Impact on DVR. So, that was this week's edition of five impactful minutes or so. I know, again, probably went over the line by a bit, so I might have to try to change the title to ten impactful minutes, but let me know what you all think. I'm JP Nichols, and I will talk to you all again very soon.